welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 83. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have a couple of beans on the line with me. So tonight we have Chewy. How's it going, mate? I'm very well. How are you? Pretty good. And we also have Cracker. G'day, Cracker. Hello, hello. All right. So back again, another episode, usual uh, normal podcast tonight. Lots of things to talk about as always in the magic world, but... uh, we had a uh, a bit of a good weekend, actually, or a, f- a few days. We uh, we had your birthday last week, Chewy. That was um, well, you're old. <laughs> Officially <laughs> now, yeah. Like, like there's no argument. There's, it on there's the no case. defending it. I'm just old. <laughs> if people ask but, me how uh, old was... I am now, I say yes, yes, I'm old. <laughs> there was a bit of a celebration on the uh, on the Friday. It almost didn't it's, happen, uh, but uh, we yep. got there. So what? Do you want to tell the fine folks out there what you got up to? Uh, yeah, so I'd planned on having a, a cube. So Polywaffle's got a, a, a powered cube that we all really look forward to playing. And uh, unfortunately, restrictions, though they got eased, they didn't get eased enough for us to be able to go to someone's house and play cards. And uh, Polywaffle and my wife then got to work and found out that if we hired out a conference room at a hotel... That was all within perfectly within the rules to uh, have a a conference. So we had a we had a conference, which was powered cube <laughs> and a uh, a modern masters two draft, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, in, went in the city. Uh, we went to a barbecue joint and ate uh, lots ate of meat, some amazing meat, and some oh my goodness. lobster mac and cheese. Yeah, lobster mac and cheese and brisket and like all sorts. Yeah, just. It was great. So really enjoyed yeah. that. So, and yeah, it was, it was awesome. So thanks to everyone who came. Uh, we cracker, you know, I don't know what happened, man, but I got the broken reanimator deck and got a couple of turn two grizzle brands. So it was, it was pretty sweet. I, I get it. I, I get it. I know where you're coming from now. <laughs> it's just, it's it's so much fun. It's like, <laughs> you, the thing is, I could hear you giggling and saying, oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I pay seven life, draw seven cards. It's like, you're not sorry at all. <laughs> I, I bashed him for seven as well. Don't forget. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. You're so, gain people, that life people would go to write down my life total adjustment. like, don't bother. Yeah. I'm not gaining seven here. I mean, yeah. technically I am, but we're just paying the seven, all right? Like, I don't know what you think's happening. But, but what's funny with Grizzlebrand is like, the seven power lifelink flyer is kind of like the second mode of that card. It's like, oh, yeah, I can attack too, right? So, yeah, it's just the activated yeah, ability. Yeah. That's what it's all Correct. about. Yeah, yeah. Sure so, is. But yeah, so yeah that, uh, was, uh, was that was a good lot fun. Of fun. Yeah. Yep. And then we topped that off with on the Saturday, we had our league, Strixhaven League final stream. So we'll have a quick chat about that in a minute. But before we do, Cracker, do you want to tell us about the awesome sponsors who provided the prizes for that event? Absolutely. Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar are a Facebook auction page where they have nightly auctions for physical magic cards. Uh, it's really simple. You just join the auction group and there are posts that go up every day. Um, they've got a full-time auctioneer to make sure that they close on time so you don't get sniped out at the last second, uh, except there's the extension. But um, no, no, it's uh, it's fantastic. And look, you can pick up some real bargains. So. Go and check them out, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, and when you win some auctions, tell them the Bean sent you. Very good. So, yeah, as I mentioned, our Strixhaven League finals were held this weekend, just gone, and, uh, yeah, we we did some streaming. We had uh, we had a bit of fun with last-minute changes for the setup. Uh, I don't, for, for those who watched the stream would have heard all about it, but if you didn't, I had trees falling down near my house uh, very recently in the storms that's been mentioned on the cast before which took out the power lines uh, and all the uh, all the phone and internet cabling so the power came back on but the internet cabling uh, has not been resolved yet so I had no internet which meant I couldn't push buttons from my house Uh, we weren't allowed to all get together as we have in the past and do it all live so we kind of ad hoced it, and I ended up at Chewy's house because that was allowed, and did it on the fly with Chewy in another room, sort of echoing into my mic and all that sort of stuff. So it was when good fun. we built our house a few years ago, it was about a year before we started the podcast, and the open plan wood floors everywhere <laughs> seemed like a great idea at the time. But yeah, yeah not, not so conducive much now. to podcasting and streaming. No. <laughs> 
But yeah, we uh, we did the stream. So myself, Chewy, and Stu got on for the commentary with Maddie Polson in the background helping out with uh, with organising things. So massive shout out to him, Cracker. You were off busy. I don't know, cutting people Working. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cutting, no, no, cutting no, yourself. Make, <laughs> no, I didn't cut myself. I don't do no, that. Good job. Yeah. Uh, making tools for other people to accidentally cut themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually watched a great portion of the stream too. Nice. It, 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 just, just do like cover off in case people think you're doing something weird. Cracker <laughs> sharpen, sharpens <laughs> knives as like a side, <laughs> side business. So, yeah, he's not not doing anything weird there. No, but uh, yeah, what what did you think of the stream, Cracker? It was a good one. Yeah, it was. It was excellent. Some yeah. really except, except great for the magic. hosts. Well, you know, no, the hosts were, <laughs> the hosts were great. <laughs> no, it was a really good show. I mean, considering, like you said, you know, you kind of had to throw it all together at the last minute and do it live. I thought it went very well, you know, all those transitions and stuff, just top notch. Love it. Yeah. Stinger. Yeah. yeah I still love yep. the Stinger every time. It's, yeah. And the, uh, Shorty did a great job with the, the, uh, you know, the control board thing that you had set up. And, oh, yeah. That made, that made my life so much easier. That, that Especially because there priceless. was, um, yeah, because you were streaming and, Com- commentating and pressing buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And <laughs> again, shout out to 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 Matty P uh, for his help on the day. He was organising matches and uh, doing our giveaways and such in the background. So uh, you know that meant that you know I could just concentrate on on the commentary. Uh, Shorty could only had two things to do, not three. And uh, yeah, given that we were were down a cracker and only had half a stew. Um, yeah, efforts were invaluable, mate. So, uh, shout out to you. <laughs> down, down a cracker and half a stew. That's a, yeah. That's a, <laughs> well, is that, not, is that not the truth? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a, uh, that is now the title of this episode. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, we might get caught up in some weird filters again. <laughs> so, yeah, so, let's not do that. New listeners, yeah. new listeners, who knows? So, yeah, yep, that's all right. So, uh, who took it down, Chewy? Uh, Yanli uh, with the, uh, is it Prismari? Prismari Dragons? Pri- is it Dragons? The Blue Red Dragons deck. There we go. Yep. So, was in the winner's bracket and kind of had the, 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 the good run through. Uh, beat uh, Winoda and then a, a couple of Winoda decks and just kind of got the job done. Uh, deck is very powerful. One of those decks that just kind of has a whole bunch of good cards in it that uh, are well positioned in in the metagame and just really powerful top end because, you know, five mana, four, four, hasty flying dragons that make mana. Who would have thought? Good card. <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, yeah great deck. I've actually been playing it a fair bit on on ladder, just watching the gameplay uh, throughout the stream. It was a, a deck I thought I could uh, get behind that sort of snowballing mid range shenanigans deck, and uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it actually. It's a it's a pretty sweet deck. So if you're looking for something to to play in standard, I definitely recommend that. And you know, did did well in a. A fairly diverse top eight, right? Like we had some some decks that on sort of face value looked like they might have been similar, but were very very different. And I'm speaking about the two teamer lists and the two mono white lists. So you could, if you just looked at you know two teamer adventures decks, you could just be forgiven for thinking they were the same deck, but they were different and the same for the mono white. So uh, it's just testament to the power of the dragon's deck and it just kind of get the job done no matter what it's up against so well done and yanli played well yep yanli's been floating around in our discord and in our events for a while now and uh yeah good to see them get that win and and sort of make it straight through and stay in the winner's bracket and get all the way to the end so yanli will be playing in our 2021 magic beans invitational so looking forward to seeing what he can come up with that and uh, for that and what his idea will be for potentially a, uh, a Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar token. So something to think about, Yanley. Got uh, got a few months, but yeah, it was a good event and uh, plenty of good magic and uh, a lot of fun. So uh, next league, D&D League, I just put up the announcement in our Discord is open for registration. That kicks off in about four weeks, I think it was, the 16th of 
July. July. So, uh, yeah, go and look that up and register for that because, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun and we'll do the same thing with the, the group stage and then uh, into the finals and the final stream. All right, so that's our league. Uh, something we wanted to just touch on quickly and I guess, like, uh, we're going to talk about the most recent Secret Lair announcement. We don't usually talk about these two too much, but... We do. We talk about them every time. We say that every time we're not going to yeah, talk about them and then know. we do. I guess sort of this one, the, the only reason I wanted to bring this one up is... The art. It's pretty is, cool. Like, this is this is the first, like, this is a big dump of there secret layers. There are so, like f- so five many. Five of them, six of them, something like that. Yeah, but and then there's different versions of each of yeah. them. You can get, like, foil and non-foil for <laughs> each one. <laughs> yep. So, there's uh, Saturday Morning D&D, which we've got a Commander's Sphere, Were of Invention, Heroes the Unfall, Impact Tremors, Primal Vigor, and Unbreakable Formation. Nothing amazing in in those cards there but the art is literally like saturday morning cartoon art it, like it looks like it's i don't know he-man or, or something like that that all or three of us would have grown He-Man up watching quick side yeah, they are, pretty, yes. yeah. Yep. uh but these are all you know commander cards like commander sphere were yeah, I, mean, yeah. I play were heroes down for i don't know about unbreakable formation but impact tremors and primal vigor like so there's five good cards and a white card, um, but there's <laughs> but these are all cards that 100% see play in um, uh, in Commander, so it's pretty cool. And then yep. the other ones are cool, kind of just the artists ones, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So what's the next one? We've got the Mark Pool Artist Series Mark Pool. Yep. So most famous for Birds of Paradise, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've got that. That is that the original yep. Birds of Paradise art? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yep. With a volcanic island behind it. Yeah, yeah. So you got a balance, Birds of Paradise, Brainstorm. Interesting art on the Brainstorm. Yeah, very different. Yeah. Uh, Counterspell with the uh, with some old school art as well. Howling Mine and a Wasteland. So the big one in this is picking up Wasteland. Like, I think the secret layers are only like 30 US. I like and 40 it's a rem- the foils. Yeah. And the remnants it depends on what you want to get, yeah. Yeah, remnants of the City of Brass in the Wasteland. I, I mm. like that. Yeah, that's yep. pretty yep, cool. Very cool. Uh, what's the next one we got, Cracker? Special guest Fiona Staples. So yep. this one's actually pretty cool. It's got some really interesting art, but it's also a bunch of really playable cards. So Dryde the Elysian Grove, Metallic Mimic, Secura Tribe Elder, Soulscar Mage, and Spellqueller. So yeah, I was actually- All good cards. Spellqueller I was having a look at these great. with, um, with Polywaffle at the end of the day today because we work together. And yeah, we were just talking about the value in this one in particular, like- like you said, Wasteland is like a $30 to $40 card. So if you buy the f- previous set, then you just get the other cards for free, in quotes. Uh, and then same with Soulscar Mage. It's worth an absolute bomb at the moment. Really? It's like a 40 40- Yeah, because it was a single printing. So it's a random rare from Amonkhet. I should sell it. It's just foil. seeing hu- huge amounts of play in modern. Hashtag MTG which, Finance. Which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. But then you've got like Secure Tribe Elder, which sees play in every commander deck that has green. And then Spell Queller, you know, is a staple in modern. Um, spirits and stuff like that so there's some really good cards there yeah and cool art again like that's i, yeah. I really like that style like yeah just sort of sort of suits and, and looks really cool um the next one is special guest jen bartell only four cards in this one yeah. yes uh archaeomancer bloom tender misa enchantress and meteor golem so i'm not sure what the link is between these ones here but again i, I quite like the art on those it's sort of what style do you call that it's like, I don't know, some don't sort know, of comic book. There's, but there's some difference between all of them. I, I guess you would call them like modern comic book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Bloom Tender is a really good reprint. That's uh, quite an expensive card at the moment. Yep. Okay. And uh, I wouldn't mind upgrading the Mesa Enchantress in my commander deck to that one. I quite like that art. Looks pretty yep. Good. Uh, the next one, I think you'd be pretty excited about this next one, Cracker. I, I just told Chris when he places an order to make sure he orders me a foil set of these as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are the Phyrexian art praetors. With if the Phyrexian them, language, right? Correct. The Phyrexian language praetors, which are just insane. I, I know you guys are aware of this, but the, the only one that they've done previously to this was a Judge Promo Elish Norn. And they are still, they've probably come down a bit now, but up until recently, they're about 400 bucks. Mm-hmm for just a single copy of this because there were so few of them in existence so hard to get so these ones are sweet and yes i will i will be getting a set because they're awesome yep excellent it must be mother's day coming up at some point as well because the next one is uh a play set of mother of runes we already had mother's day in australia isn't mother's day in australia in like may probably mother's day in september 
yeah, yeah but I, it's, I, I it's saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter celebrating Father's Day. Yeah, like last, last week. Weekend, I was like, oh, yeah, don't. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. different in the states. It is, um, but yeah, yeah. the uh, four different art mother of ruins is uh, is pretty cool. All different arts as well, and I, I like. Yeah, them. I, I don't mind those arts either. Like, yeah, all extended art as well. Yeah, full art. Yeah, they look pretty yep. sweet. Uh, and then we've got a uh, an absolute classic. Dan Frazier is back. We have the Allied Signets uh, and then the Enemy Signets. So we have all ten of the Signets, which were from original Ravnica. And these cards are played a hell of a lot in Commander. Just about every Commander deck is going to play Signets that it uh, that it's mm-hmm. allowed, allowed to play. But Dan Frazier is the guy who did the original Moxon. And these signets are, are all done in the same styling as those original moxins. So very old school style with the old brown border, all that sort of thing. And they just look, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that art, but it just fits for these signets in, in I, my I opinion. Like, I like brown bordered artifacts in general. Yeah, yeah. And Polywaffle, uh, when you're listening to this, when you order the Secret Lair and you order Crackers <laughs> ones, if I could have a, a foils... <laughs> Set of these because he's straight in cube. I've just upgraded cube with these bad boys. Also, that yeah. great. They're also in my pauper cube. I'm pretty sure that they look they look awesome. And and there's there's such really good throwbacks. I mean, the like the Rakdos signet has got like a mox jet and a mox ruby kind of style stone in them together because obviously it makes red and black. So yeah, very cool interpretations of the art based on how they um, fit into the guild that they're a part of. Yep. Yeah. Very it's cool. Pretty sweet. sweet. Yeah, the Gruul signet looks like it's made by someone in the Gruul clan. You're right. Yeah. Yep. As always with the secret layers, you can get bundles and super bundles and whatever else bundles. There's a whole bunch of different things you can get. Foil editions, non-foil editions, all that sort of stuff. So uh, I can't remember exactly when these go on sale. I think they're on sale now for the next month. Okay. Don't expect them oh, yeah, for right. a long time. Yep, June 21st to July 23rd. So yeah. get in and get those. Uh, yeah, there's seemingly some really good value there and some really awesome art. So yeah, like uh, go and pick them up. All right. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about is modern. So we spent a fair bit of time over the last few podcasts talking about the Modern Horizons previews. Uh, and then, as Chewy said, uh, you guys, I, I didn't actually get to draft, but you guys got to draft some Modern Horizons 2 for Chewy's birthday. And Cracker, what did you spend your lunchtime doing today? Uh, I opened some packs. <laughs> some of- Modern Horizons co- 2 co- collector's boosters? Co- collector boosters, yeah. <laughs> they, they weren't mine. Did you have oh, no. to like, put on gloves? And- no, I didn't, but no. I probably should have because, man, <laughs> those packs are bananas. I opened them up and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Every card is foil. Not, not quite, but almost. I mean, the extended art Arid Mesa that I opened- wasn't a foil, but the um there was an old border f- etched foil misty rainforest. Um, yeah, the, the the cards are just crazy in those things. But I mean, Some you bling. pay for them too. <laughs> yeah. that, those, well, you, those are you don't. not Some, cheap. Somebody packs. pays for them. I mean, somebody pays for them. That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Even even if you don't get to keep the cards, just cracking the packs is always a lot of fun and, yeah. and pretty exciting. So, uh, what are we seeing? that's uh, actually impacting modern. So, like, when we had Modern Horizons 1, we had Hogak. And uh, very quickly, Hogak caused a whole bunch of cards to get banned uh, and then eventually got banned itself. Uh, there's a few other cards that ended up getting banned out of Modern Horizons 1. So the the fear going into this set was, oh, boy, what are we going to have this time? What's going to be the new Hogak? And I've heard a few people talking about a few cards that they're, you know, putting into the Hogak territory but i don't know if that's i think that that might be people just sort of clickbaiting uh, their their podcast titles and things like that so chewy what are you uh, what are you seeing in modern what's what's having the biggest impact so far uh probably the the card that's having like the absolute biggest impact is probably no surprise although it's funny like i was really high on this card in preview season and a bunch of people took a little bit of time to warm to it but you know, they obviously haven't listened to our card evaluation uh, evergreen, so go back and listen to that. But, um, yeah, Urza's Saga, uh, it's doing doing work in a number of decks. Uh, there's a, a food deck that is kind of a, a hot topic that plays the, the what's the card called, Shorty? It is called Asmorano Mardicata Astaniculadicar. 
Okay, that is now... Asmo. Asmo, yeah. No, no, I think that should be the, the name of this podcast. Should we type it out? Um, <laughs> I, can, I can copy-paste. It, yeah, yeah. It's doing a lot of work in, in a lot of decks. Um, the, the food deck, it's doing work in Amulet, which is uh, uh, pretty exciting for for those uh, people that are faithful. Primetime fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, going and getting a... Uh, Going and getting an amulet or even getting an expedition map to go and get, you know, the land that you want and, and things like that. So it's, uh, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, that is, I don't know if that one's really been given the Hogak category. Uh, I know some people were like, ban it, but you know, you'd see half of Twitter. Yeah. There's, that there's a lot of complaining about it. I think in that first week, it, w- it was yeah. pretty heavily played, but I think the following week it wasn't so much. So people yeah. sort of, calmed the farm a little bit and sort of uh, settled it down but there was also the um uh i don't have the card up in front of me at the moment but the the blue delve thing that got big when you delved cards like people were worried about that the tomb stalker um style card but uh that again is you know playable but not broken uh but asmo is probably the card that's causing the most concern i think um uh, for for people who are looking to brand something as a Hogak. I don't know why people are looking to brand something Hogak. <laughs> because like- they have to, man. People, people <laughs> yeah. just want to, right? People want it to be the thing. There, there is nothing that is clearly, as of today, as obviously broken as Hogak was. There's some no, powerful no. cards, but nothing some, on Like, it's a powerful set, yeah. but it's, there's nothing that is just like, why did they do that? And even, like, Ren and Six, right, had a huge impact, Urza- like Urza, High Lord, mm-hmm. Artificer, or whatever his name is, had a massive set uh, impact as well. So there, I think there are a lot more in Modern Horizon One that kind of immediately stamped their footprint. But Mind I, you, I think Urza Power decks, like Urza Power cards, cards on mm-hmm. that that power, that's fine. It's that when they pushed it sure. beyond that with 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 Gak. But I think in this set there there are cards on the same power level of, as Urza, and that's and I'm yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. Like I'm, that's I think if they if that's the target that they aim for and and consistently hit, uh, I think I think that's great. That's a healthy modern format. It's yeah. modern. Well, that's, that's that's what you want in modern. Modern is meant to be a powerful format. So it's meant to be shenanigans, right? You're meant to be able to mm. just do like banana stuff. It's one of those formats where. You know, it's like I died, but gee, my opponent did a cool thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's when that cool thing is completely like you can't disrupt it. It's you know guaranteed to happen pretty much by you know turn three. It doesn't matter what sideboard hate you have and those sorts of things. That's when it becomes a problem, and that, and that was the issue with Hogak. It was okay. Everyone has to play main deck ley lines just to have a chance of beating this deck, and even then, the deck still just beats you. That's a problem, but so far we're not seeing anything along those lines from from this set. And I did actually hear—I can't remember—it was on a podcast. I can't remember which one, but apparently someone was saying that uh, when they made Modern Horizons one, initially it wasn't actually meant to be like a set going straight into modern. And then at some point, whether it's the powers that be or whatever, someone went, "Okay, no, we want to put this. We want to make this a set that's getting put straight into modern." And so they just didn't test it anywhere near. Like the the way they should have, which is not surprising, being wizards, uh, which obviously led to a bunch of issues. Whereas this time around, they had uh, Sam Black and uh, BBD and Brad Nelson and those sorts of guys actually come in on a contract for a month to to do a bunch of testing and, and help them out with that sort of stuff. So uh, hopefully that made a bit of difference. And yeah, these these cards that seem powerful at the moment aren't going to end up too powerful. And the other cards that are starting to see a fair bit of play are the pitch spells, the pitch creatures. Yeah. We expected yep. that, right? But well, I, haven't, did, yeah, I haven't seen the black yeah, one causing is- too much grief in the format, though. <laughs> oh, oh, where's my soundbar? <laughs> Let me point you in the direction of a living end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, Craig, okay. Well, let's let's have a talk about some of the decks. So, Craig, yeah. you're you're a huge living end fan. You have been oh, yeah. for anyone who's listened to this podcast. They will know. This is your deck that you. It's it's the only deck you own in in modern. Yeah, Although is. this is a yeah, very different version. <laughs> that oh, there's now, there's, so. there's Jund versions kicking around. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the obviously the other big inclusion that I mean specifically Living End got is Shardless Agent, yep. which is 
pretty cool. So it's one green blue for a two two with cascade. Um, and the idea with cascade spells is you cycle well, living end is you cycle a bunch of creatures into your graveyard, and then when you cast one of your cascade spells, you hit living end, which makes your opponent sacrifice all their creatures, and you get all yours back from the graveyard. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Unless people play like Relic of Progenitus or Rest in Peace or any of those disgusting things that people like to do. The the main other thing that people are doing now is Crushing Footfalls, which has been a sideboard card as an option for a while. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot that are kind of moved into predominantly blue-green these days because you get access to, or, or even um, Teamer, because you get access to like Brazen Borrower and Stomp out of- um. The giant. I've gone completely blank on what he's called. Crusher giant. Yeah. Bone so crusher, you get thank you. early interaction without yeah. breaking. Yeah. And, and the other. Yep. The other big thing you get is force of negation. Um, yep. So living end has always been like weak to counter magic. And subtlety is also uh, an subtlety option. is also yeah. not subtle. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And so like, there's there's you know there's those kind of versions kicking around now, which is which is pretty cool because I mean it's it's obviously a thing I I particularly enjoy so. Yeah, well, that, that is, team version not, is, a, is yeah. a very different version to the, the version that you used to play. Like, this, that version is not even playing Living End. <laughs> like, it is, it's just a, a Crashing Footfalls it version. No, no, but you're, no, you're able to play, you know, almost a tempo-y, control-y sort of, sort of game and then, uh, yeah, crash, Crashing Footfalls off your uh, Shardless Agents and Violent Outbursts and things like that. So, very but different. You still play Living End because you, uh, when you evoke you, you your living creatures. You're, still, you're cycling all your stuff, yeah. Yeah, you're cycling and you evoke your creatures. You evoke grief and then it goes to the to the graveyard. Um, and then you just bring it back again with Living End, so. Well, yeah. the, the the team of versions aren't playing grief because they don't have the black hits yeah. to do it. Yeah, the, like, so there's, there's, there's a team of version subtlety. I'm looking at that doesn't have any cycling creatures at all. Yeah, there's lots of different ways to build it. Yeah, and then there's a, a Living End version that has... Um, yeah, still all the cycling stuff, but is a whole mix of colors. Yep. But uh, and, yeah, good, and to, the good to see some still, changes there. Yeah, it, it's new and the format hasn't settled yet. So I expect to see either there'll be two oh, distinct it, lists or they'll come together in a conse- consensus list, right? So uh, Yeah, and look, it's it's not a problematic deck as far as like it it doesn't fold to graveyard hate, but it has a hard time beating it. So if it if it needs to be brought down, it will pretty easily. Uh, Chewy, what's another deck that you're seeing that's starting to incorporate some of these new cards? Uh, there is the there's a card called Rise and Shine. Um, Rise and Shine? No, no, it's a it's a one of in a in a Edge Champion deck. That, you know, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, it's Never actually heard of that card. <laughs> it's a, uh, it makes all of your stuff into uh, artifact creatures with parent token single number of artifacts you control. Um, okay. But yeah, it's a it's a, it's a one of in a in an affinity deck. That's all. That's uh, yeah. But the I just like the uh, four arcbound ravager, four arcbound worker, four hanger back walker, four walking ballista, four zabaz the glimmer wasp, and with uh, hardened scales and four urza saga. And uh, so basically, yeah, uh, the hardened scales deck is one of those cards that kind of cycles in and out of popularity or or you know amongst the top tiers in modern and it got a couple of uh really really good pickups with uh with modern masters too so yeah zabaz the glimmer wasp so those who don't know it's a one mana uh zero zero with modular one uh artifact legendary artifact creature insect uh if a modular triggered ability would put one or more plus one counters on a creature you control put that many plus one uh so with you know arcbound ravager arcbound worker and and friends uh you can you know get extra value so it's it's an extra copy of hardened scales for half of your creatures uh it's got modular itself uh destroy target artifact you control so you can uh you know sacrifice something to put counters on a nozolith or or vice versa uh and uh against flying to turn you you do have copies of uh the no you don't not in this list uh there's a there's a list that plays um glimmer void as well uh but then it's also got power depot which is a uh a card from 
uh, the Modern Master set, uh, at, comes into play, tap a colorless, add one mana of any color, spend this only to cast artifact spells or activated abilities, but the land itself has got modular one. So it's, uh, it's an artifact land. Sorry. So with Arcbound Ravager, um, you can sack that to move counters around. So it's, uh, it'd be a really hard deck to play against, I, I think, uh, and a hard deck to, to <laughs> pilot well. But, uh, yeah, a good knowledge of how the stack works is probably important with this <laughs> yeah. deck. But, uh, but yeah, this de- definitely got a power boost. And I think it's something that, uh, you know, be prepared for if you're, uh, if you're wanting to play some leagues. Yeah. Urza Saga being able to be almost like a toolbox. Like you can, it's playing like one of, well, the list I'm looking at has like one of welding jar, one of animation module, um, plus your Urza Liths. Yeah. Well, it, Who's a saga? Plus zero or one. Oh, yep. Sorry, zero yep. or one. Yep. 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 And then in your in your sideboard, you've got you know bullets like one graft digger's cage and one tormod's crypt and those sorts one of things. Pithing needle. needle. Yeah. So you can you can just go and search them up. So just go and um, get automation that's module. Cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Or, or you could get Zabaz, right? Yep. So yep. So it's a this is definitely a deck that takes advantage of as a saga, but uh, a couple of other inclusions as well. I like it. Yeah. All right, what what jumps out at you? So the li- like, <laughs> I guess I'll probably have to talk about the cat decks. Seems <laughs> 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 I've played so much of them in standard, but uh, yeah, we're seeing quite a lot of decks running uh, Asmo, Asmo, however you want to say the the short version of of that. Uh, there's a a blue red or a Grixis version that's getting around uh, playing Asmo with like Emery, uh, Urza, the, those sorts of things. So a bit bit more of a um, almost sort of controlling version of a list and uh, sort of bringing things back out of the graveyard. But the the version that I'm quite a big fan of is a green-black version. So, uh, yeah, you're playing – it's literally a food deck. Like, Asmo, in case you can't remember, is uh, the name is so long that there was no room to fit a mana cost on the on the card. So it has, has no mana cost. Uh, but it says as long as you've discarded a card this turn, you may pay either red or black. So it's hybrid Rakdos to cast this spell, and when it enters the battlefield, you can search your library for a card named the Underworld Cookbook, which is an artifact, which is actually quite good. Uh, reveal it, put it into your hand, and then you can sack two foods, and it says target creature deals six damage to itself, uh, which is interesting wording, the the way that's, that's worded. That can certainly help to get around uh, a few things. So there's that. Uh, you're running cats, geese to, to generate those foods to, to go with Asmo got street wraiths just for for cycling uh to, to count as discarding a card for for asmo as well four feasting troll kings the standard all-star that i spent a bunch of time playing and was just never quite good enough in in standard which is two and four green for a seven six vigilance trample when it enters the battlefield issue if you cast it from your hand you create three foods but it's also got sack three foods and you can return it from your graveyard to the battlefield, but you can only do that during your turn. So a bunch of stuff, generating food, you're discarding cards to various things to get your troll kings into the graveyard and then bring them back with all the food you're generating and the foods you're sacrificing you get, or you're generating you can also use as removal. Also plays four Finale of Devastation, which uh, again is a recent card in standard, but it's X green green. You can search your library for a card with converted mana cost, a creature card with converted mana cost X. Uh, library or graveyard, actually, which is pretty important, put onto the battlefield. So because Asmo has no uh, mana cost in the, in the top right hand corner, its mana cost is zero, uh, or its mana value is zero. So you can just pay green green and go and get. Asmo and put it onto the battlefield, which is pretty nice. Got a couple of one-offs in Pith- or, yeah, Pithing Needle, Shadow Spear. You can go and search those up. You're playing four Urza Sagas in this deck as well. Four of the Underworld Cookbook, which is the artifact that Asmo searches up, which is a one generic mana for... T- it's got tap, discard a card, create a food. So gives you a discard outlet so you can drop your Feasting Troll Kings in the graveyard or your Asmos. That works really uh, well with... Oval Chase Daredevil, right? Yeah, so no, you I complete, dis- completely missed that card. Yep. Yeah, so we'll come, discard we'll come back to that, that one. Okay, sure. Yep. Uh, yeah, so Oval Chase Daredevil is is the card that combos with Underworld Cookbook. So it's a, a card that's all, I don't think, any play. It's three and a black for a 4-2. Not really very good, and that's that's not what you're using it for. But it says whenever an artifact enters a battlefield under your control, you may return Oval Chase Daredevil from your graveyard to your hand. So if you activate the cookbook, 
discard the daredevil the daredevil is in your graveyard when the food is created the food is an artifact token so the daredevil just comes straight back to your hand so you can just keep you can just tap it discard your daredevil create a food every, every turn and then use that food for the various other things you're doing and then witches ovens to again generate more food and and put those cats in the oven so it's a really cool deck it's got a bunch of different angles it's it's doing stuff out of the graveyard but it's doing stuff on the field and it, it probably I imagine would play out pretty similar to how the Jund food decks played out in Standard where you just kind of got game against everything and even when people try and use a bit of hate against you, you've got other lines that you can play. So I quite like this deck. I don't think it's crazy powerful, but it's it's good enough and yeah, it'd be interesting to see where people take it from here. I, I, I think this looks like one of those decks that the game is over before either player actually realises yeah, yeah, it goes for another twenty turns. <laughs> yeah, but but the game's over. But it was yeah. it was over a long time ago. <laughs> Absolutely, some some versions are even running um, life from the loam to buy back. Yeah, yeah, or, uh, well. or trail of crumbs just to generate more value and and sort of churn through your deck because yeah, mo- mostly you're playing permanent, so your trail of crumbs works really well to to just filter through and pick the cards that you need. So yeah, cool cool deck. I uh, I think if I was to be playing a modern tournament. This weekend, that's what I'd be wanting to wanting to play. So, yeah. yeah, it's right up your alley for sure. Yeah, definitely. Cracker, you got any other decks that you've seen? Or I know, uh, like Ragavan is starting to pick up. Or, or it's super expensive on Magic Online. Yeah, there's a f- few uh, different decks with that. I, I haven't seen the Ragavan list in front of me, but the one I was looking at is uh, is a Blitz, which I know is yep. another favorite of ours. Uh, the new card in that is Dragon's Rage Channeler. Which is one red, or it's just red for a, a woman. Uh, and it says, whenever you cast an on creature spell, surveil one. If you don't know what surveil does, you look at the top card of your library. If you want it, you can put it back on top. If you don't, you can put it in your graveyard. And then it has delirium. If there are four or more t- card types in among cards in your graveyard, it gets plus two, plus two, has flying and attacks each combat if available. So this deck is sweet because it's playing a bunch of prowess creatures and then just a lot of cheap spells lava darts lightning bolts mutagenic growth and then you get some weird uh like unholy heat which is a (laughs) shock unless you have delirium and then it deals six instead for just red for instant but it's also playing expressive iteration which i know we're all big fans of and then things like you know mistress bauble and metamorphose so kind of just a really sweet aggro spell singer deck which um is fun yeah and that um that new card's been Played in like Legacy Delver as well. Yeah, so yeah, it's for uh, sure. it's it's very very good. Uh, yeah, there's um there's a lot of uh, a lot of things in that deck that are scary. Like when you just think about the uh, the speed of which that can kill you, it's uh, very low to the ground. Might get under the Asmo deck. You might have to start sacking your foods for life, shorty. So, so. <laughs> no, you just sack two foods and they deal six damage to themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> There's a uh, there's a deck on the list that I don't think is very good, but gee, when I look at it, I want it to be good. Um, it's a it's from Jiggly Wiggly on the five O deck dump, and it's got two copies of Storm the Vault in it, which uh, I played. Wait, what? I've got I've got like foil pre release copies of those. Please let that be worth a lot of money all of a sudden. <laughs> Why haven't you traded that to me to go my Jora deck? Is my next question. But uh, so okay. that is a uh, a legendary enchantment to blue and a red and. Uh, whenever one or more creatures you control does combat damage to a player, you create a treasure, and then you can, uh, at the beginning of your end step, uh, if you control five or more artifacts, transform it, and it becomes Tolerian Academy. So it taps for one blue for every artifact you control. So it's playing a whole bunch of artifacts. Uh, it's got uh, Academy Manufacturer, which is a three-mana one-three. If you create a food, clue, or treasure token, instead create one of each. So creates a lot of artifacts. Uh, Emery, Gilded Goose, uh, Lonis, Cryptozoologist. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a, uh, it's a two mana one, two snake elf scout. So go and look it up. Very simic. Uh, Thought Monitor is affinity for artifacts flying, uh, when it comes into, enters the battlefield, draw two cards. So pretty good divination. Uh, and Urza, and it's got Gal Blast, Metallic Rebuke, Cryptic Commands, Mi- Mistress Mishra's Baubles, Mox Amber, Navigator's Compass of all cards. So it goes and gets a land, but it also gains you some lives. Three copies of the Underworld Cookbook as well. 
And it is a uh, a very, very cool deck. It did manage to 5-0 in a league. I don't know if it's got the different angles that it could play on to give it the longevity of some of the other decks we've seen, but very cool deck. Very, very it's cool. It's also deck. a Yorion deck, worth pointing out. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's just 80, 80 cards in there. 80 card just, Yorion deck, yes. Just, just chilling. It's got to fit all those extra artifacts in. 80 cards and three lightning bolt in the sideboard. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> sure. That seems that yeah you yep. got to make room for the uh, the Orion somewhere exactly four coffees of gingerbread <laughs> cabin in the uh, in the mana base which you know the deck's sweet man uh, it's got the new Yavamaya which is the green Urborg as well so because why not so yeah it's a um, it's a, a really really uh, cool deck and like well done for brewing that up jiggly wiggly and uh and going 5-0 with it because now we get to talk about it so <laughs> I, I think it's a very sweet deck very very sweet uh, bit of uh, a we've seen yeah we've seen a bit of an update to death shadow uh there's a uh, a grixis death shadow list getting around that's running four of the dragon's rage channelers that uh cracker read out before and then four of the ragavan which is the the token that kari zev created from uh from kaladesh so it's a single red for a 2-1 legendary monkey pirate uh, looks pretty gangster uh, it says whenever ragavan deals combat damage to a player create a treasure token and exile the top card of that player's library until end of turn you may cast that card uh, but also has dash for one and a red which you can cast it for its dash cost and it comes out with haste but you return it back to your hand at the end of turn. So dash is, dash is a mechanic that's actually, you know, in aggressive decks is really good because uh, your opponent can't wipe your board when you keep bouncing all your creatures back to your hand. So it, uh, it's it's a way of just going, oh, yep, you've, you know, you've tapped out your creatures or you've attacked me and you've got no blockers. Sweet, I can dash this dude out. Get in for two, draw effectively draw a card off the top of your library and create a treasure. So... Pretty good value there. And then Scourge of the Skyclaves, which we've been seeing for, for quite a while in the Death Shadows list, but also picking up Expressive Iteration. And then all the usual things, uh, Inquisition, Thought Seize. We do have Counter Spells. That's another another big addition. Uh, Fatal Push, Lightning Bolts, uh, a couple of Unholy Heats, and the usual Mishra's Bauble. So big fan of, of the Death Shadow decks. And, yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't mind giving this a crack as well and, and seeing how these new cards play out. I think the the Dragon's Rage Channeler would go really well in this deck as well. You're gonna you're gonna hit that Delirium generally pretty easy in this sort of deck. I right. I think Counterspell is a really interesting card. It was something that worried a lot of people when we found out it was coming into modern. Uh, everyone was going to just think it was just going to be blue decks everywhere, and no one was going to get to play games, and it was just going to be like Teferi mirrors and stuff. But I think because modern's so powerful, Counterspell is just one of the the checks and balances that the format has and needs so i i'm glad we've got counterspell in the format for that reason so me too it's it's just better i mean better mana leak right yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> but but just like but in in reality like there are not many games of modern where mana leak isn't effectively counterspell exactly yeah so yeah yeah yep I like there's it. there's there's one more deck i want to talk about because it would be remiss if we didn't talk about the tropical fish. Oh, you're not talking about the cat's deck? The- <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I didn't no, care the, about the cat's deck. four copies of Feline Sovereign in it. No? no. Okay, all right. No, no, no. we've got to talk about fish. Merfolk. Merfolk is, is back, apparently. It's a thing. They picked up a couple of new cards. So, there's one called Tide Shaper, which is blue for a Merfolk wizard, unsurprisingly. Uh, it's a 1-1, uh, but it has a kicker cost of generic. So, you can pay two mana. And it says, when Tide Shaper enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, target land becomes an island for as long as Tide Shaper remains on the battlefield. Tide Shaper gets plus one, plus one, as long as an opponent controls an island. Pretty good. Pretty good against Urza Saga. Pr- pretty good against, yeah, Urza Saga. Pretty good against mo- modern mana bases. Yeah. They, they tend to be pretty greedy and you play a lot of, you know, shock lands and things. And uh, yeah, if you've ever had your, like, one green jewel land turned into, you know, an island, it doesn't feel very good. And when you then think about Lord of Atlantis coming down some turns later and giving the Correct. team island well, walk. Same turn. Same turn. Uh, next turn, you know, well, you're playing yeah. Aether File, so it, it comes yeah, down to the next exactly. turn. Exactly. So um, the, the deck used to play uh, Spreading Seas, right, to get that disruptive Correct. element. You, yeah, yeah. Now you get a body attached, which gets pumped yeah, by so your lords. Gets, you, get a, you get a 2-2 two, two instead of a, a draw card. Yeah. 
The other card that it has picked up is called Savellan of Sea and Sky, which is one blue blue for a legendary creature, Murphic God. It's a 3-4, which is pretty nutty rate. And it has indestructible as long as you control at least two other Murfolk. And when it attacks, draw a card. Other Murfolk you control have Ward 1, which is if you want to target with a spell or ability, you have to pay an extra mana to do so. So um, people used to play like Kira the Great Glass Spinner in this slot. It had the same sort of effect where you had to effectively target a creature twice, but it wasn't a Murfolk. So it didn't synergize with the rest of the stuff. And is Kira 2-2? Yeah. Yeah. So this is- yeah, this is a much better beta. And, you know, if, like you said, you've got a lot of Atlantis or something in there giving all your merfolk plus one, plus one on Island Walk, like a four, five Island Walk protecting all your things that's indestructible and drawing you cards. Yeah, that's that's a real thing. <laughs> that's a real- th- Fish got real all of a sudden. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's still at Aether Vial and they're playing Chalice now, which I don't know that I've seen a lot of before, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, right. Um, one thing which- you said, Chewie, there was the- the interaction with these sorts of cards and Urza's saga. Do you mm. want to? Do you know why uh, that works and how how that works? Uh, layers, layers. Yeah. So Urza's saga <laughs> is still a saga, so it still has the the saga chapter counters on it. Um. That look. I'll prefix this with. I'm not a judge, uh, but uh, so because it's still a saga as its super type, it is. Still going to tick down until it doesn't have any uh, chapters on it anymore, and then you have law counters, and then it's going to have to get sacrificed. So if you if you play uh, that that merfolk that turns into an island, it's an island with uh, a bunch of law counters on it, and it eventually dies. Uh, I think or, it actually dies. No, it From what I've heard, it actually away. kills it straight away. Yeah, I know so Blood from- Moon just kills it straight away. Yeah, so the yeah, other so one probably anything- does the same. Yeah. So any anything like this, you know, spreading seas, blood moon effect, that sort of thing. From what I've had it explained to me or heard it on podcasts is when it becomes an island, it's losing all the saga text, which means it is a saga that has no chapters, which means it gets it just automatically gets sacrificed. Yeah. So it's a bit it's a bit weird, but as soon as it is no longer a saga, it just dies. So yeah, yeah this thing is literally just blow up a land and, yeah, Blood Moons and, and Magus of the Moon, that sort of stuff, so, which Magus of the Moon has picked up in uh, in play quite a bit thanks to uh, – is it Imperial Recruiter? Or is that the, mm-hmm. the one that yeah, was in the, the one. in the set? Um, yeah, you can go and fetch that up and, yeah, just, just straight up kills those sagas. So something to be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, again, another check and balance that, um, you know, if there's a saga rises in popularity, so will those cards and it'll ebb and flow. Yep, so, I can yeah. bust out my four different Blood Moon arts and play those. I got so a foil <laughs> extended art Blood Moon uh, for my birthday. I'm uh, pretty excited about that. Goes really well with my whiteboarded ones. So, <laughs> so uh, Shorty and I were both playing uh, in. I think it was we were playing modern, and we were, we both had Blood Moons in our sideboard, but we all had different ones. And I'm like, you've got whiteboarded ones and blackboarded ones. I don't mind the the whiteboarded ones here. I'll swap you my black border one. So at least all yours, yours and all of mine were the same border type. So it's, um, <laughs> yeah. I think you're doing that wrong. If you're playing Blood Moon, you should just have four different types just for max yeah, tilt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I do it. <laughs> well, I, can, I guess I can do that now. I, I've got yeah. different arts. It's just, just the white bordered. So, but what, what I can do now is I can play my white bordered Blood Moon and turn Shorty's white bordered Shivan Reef into a mountain. So, <laughs> it can't be any worse than Cracker's one of white, one of white bordered island in his draft deck. Yeah, limited. So much fun. Yeah, I did. I did it. I did it on purpose. Chris oh, turns up great. with his full land station with all the uh, unhinged lands, and you know Cracker's everything's like, nah, all, all pretty. Nah, I got some white bordered boys. I'm good. Come, come, come prepared. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, very good. I was really hoping to get paired against Chris just so I could play it. Because oh. it just it he twitches something fierce. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So the last thing I, I think we'll we'll wrap that up on modern there. So unfortunately for us, we're basically just not going to get a chance to play modern because uh, there's there's no there's no paper tournaments. Uh, although there are some tournaments Start- we could probably go to. Like yeah, mid- starting up an RLGS is with. Uh, uh, caps on attendance but that yeah, yeah so maybe, maybe we'll have to tee that up for uh, one of those spare nights in the week that we all have mm. oh yeah don't exist yep 
Okay, so that's never going to happen. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we will get maybe a, a Saturday modern or something in uh, in the next couple of months. We can get out and play before the the format gets too broken or too solved. But yeah, if you're keen on modern or you're in an area where you can play or you're on Magic Online, I think uh, I think it's a pretty good time to be playing. Although if you are playing on Magic Online, you probably want to have a rental service because I think the card prices are pretty crazy at the moment just due to uh, availability of, of the cards on there. So keep that in mind. That's because everyone's buying them, not renting them, just quietly. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the last thing we just wanted to touch on, so we have our one-day historic event coming up uh, next weekend, not this yep. weekend, so in a, in a week and a half's time, Saturday the 3rd of July. This will start at 11 a.m. Uh, Melbourne time, Australian Eastern Standard Time, and uh, Chewy is planning on streaming that one, aiming to, uh, potentially yep. with a... With a guest, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, just waiting for work rosters to be printed, but yeah, pretty excited to have a, a guest, uh, special guest, uh, yep. commentator. Commentator. So this will be commentator. <laughs> this will be same as the last one day events. It's part of our uh, Magic Beans tournament series. You can earn yourself some invitational points. There will be cash and prizes up for grabs, as always. Again, thanks to Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. So uh, yeah, if if that time suits you, come and play. With Arena being on phones and, and mobile devices these days, there's no reason why you can't just play while you're sitting on the couch or, or getting around. Uh, same same way I did with that game on Oz tournament, whenever that was, a month or so ago. Just played the whole thing on my phone and all good. So, yeah, definitely put that in your calendar and jump into our Discord to come and play in that. But we just wanted to have a quick touch on how the historic metagame is looking. So, Cracker... What's going on yeah. in Historic at the moment? What are the what's the big deck? Because we saw oh, the, obviously we the, had this card's called Brainstorm. <laughs> well, we had the banning yeah, I, of Time Warp, so this yeah. is a post Time Warp ban. How Correct. are we looking? I mean, is it Phoenix is chilling on top at the ben, moment from ben what we can see? Coming back, ben chickens and look, just a bunch of other stuff. So there's there's some oh man, there's some pretty spicy things. Chewy's fan fiction has taken things. I don't know if we jumped the shark there or, <laughs> or what, but with the uh, the five color Niv, bring, you know, being an option again in the format is um. I know J Mud's pretty excited by that, and you know, I was yeah. uh, no, it was great. I, I, loved I, it. I saw that, so yeah, I, I don't know. I've wrote uh, like two paragraphs or something to try to you know get J Mud excited. I don't know if he did, but uh, <laughs> um, I look. We're looking at numbers based on one week and like. MTG Melee data, so 450 matches worth. So not a definitive data set, but certainly a good indication of where things are at. And uh, let's go, if I just look down the left-hand side of this little table we're looking at, I'm going brainstorm deck, brainstorm deck, brainstorm deck, brainstorm deck, not brainstorm, brainstorm, not brainstorm, brainstorm, and then other, which may or may not have brainstorm in it. So um, it's like brainstorm format right so did they yep. ban the right card i don't know but uh or did they ban enough cards i'm not sure but uh be prepared to play against brainstorm decks have answers for them or if you can't beat them join them play make sure you're playing a deck of brainstorm in it okay C- can i talk about one of these decks real quick yeah go nuts this one is called is it creativity and what oh, is man. that it's just it- I mean, so my my favourite commander deck that I've built is the Locust God deck, which is, funnily enough, a brainstorm deck. Mm. But um, <laughs> one of the cards that you can put in that is called Sage of the Falls. You know, that merfolk wizard all-star that's a five-mana 2-5. It says, <laughs> whenever Sage of the Fall or another non-human creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. And the Locust God says, whenever you draw a card, create a 1-1 one, one blue-red insect token creature flying in haste. So, so you get those two on the battlefield and, and you just draw your deck. <laughs> you got to stop before you deck yourself. It is a May ability. May, so yes. you don't have to do it, which is really good. And then the those are the only creatures in your deck. Okay. And then you just play a bunch of spells and you're playing Dwarven Minds. And the idea is that you indomitable creativity- you sack two Dwarven Mine tokens or, like, some sharks from your Shark Typhoon, and then you get a Sage of the Falls on a Locust God, and you draw the deck and attack him for, like, 50 on the spot. Okay. 
Seems pretty cool. Seems good. Seems like that's a lot of fun. <laughs> it just it it like I've yeah. There are some infinite combos I can do with my commander deck, and like it's just hilarious because you just you just draw your cards and you just you're just drawing cards. I mean, like, come on, what else yep. do you want to do in Magic? <laughs> drawing cards are dealing damage. That's just perfect. Yeah, I like it. Um, Shorty, you're pretty excited to see the bin chickens up top there. Oh, so yeah, yeah. We've probably got so there's a percentage of our listeners that. Uh, not Australia. Not from Australia. <laughs> yeah. So th- we have a, a, a bird here called an ibis. Uh, I don't know if it's native to Australia specifically, but it, it's a it's a waterfowl. It's got like long legs and a big curvy beak, and it it's a bin scab. It just gets into the bit. Like if you go to a park or it's like it's like know, a trash panda. Yeah, it, it's it's our version of a trash panda exactly. Yeah. So um, and Which we just call them bin chickens. Raccoon? Like raccoon? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So, it's funny though because it looks like this really elegant kind of bird, and it's just until not. you just see him foraging around <laughs> in the most feral garbage at the tip and stuff yeah, like that. It's like raccoons gross. look cute, right? Until they're yeah. you know got a banana peel on their head or whatever. But uh, yeah. so bin chickens, bin graveyard, right? Graveyard. Everyone gets it now. Yeah. Yep. Birds. Chickens. Is it Phoenix yep. bin chickens? Yep. I think did you put a command or something in our Discord? That yeah, you yeah. You chicken? can actually. I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you do like double square bracket um, bin chicken, it'll bring up the artwork for the. The Phoenix. Nice. I like it. Very good. But, yeah, glad to see that uh, back on top. I'm pretty sure that's what I'll be playing for the uh, for our historic event. If it's doing well in the meta, it is a deck that I really like and I have all the cards for it, so definitely going to play that one. Uh, it looks like it's got pretty good matchups across the board, a couple of really poor matchups in Azorius Auras and the Is It Cre- Creativity deck that Cracker was just so talking Cracker's about. So Cracker's going to smash you. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah. yeah probably. That's, that's fine. <laughs> But uh, yeah, what's taking your fancy to you? What are you What are you liking out of these? I I like Niv. I'm a Niv Mizzet fan since you know Niv was first played. So probably probably that. But card availability will play a a part in it for me, like it always does with historic. Uh, so if I can get that together, I will. It's a you know a fun deck to play on stream you know i'll be i'll be looking for fun and interesting decks to play whilst i'm streaming rather than trying to you know be super sweaty i'm not going to play mono red or jeskai control uh I'm, you know i want something that's got some play to it and is going to be interesting for people to watch but i may also default to the mono brown deck because that's what i've got and i've been playing that a little bit lately in preparation for this to try to see what the format was like and it's not as bad as i thought it was um it was really bad uh when time warp was uh, a thing but yeah now that there's a bit more diversity i mean there's a number there's a lot of brainstorm there's a lot of different brainstorm decks uh it's it's okay but yeah niv niv if if i can get the cards together niv yep. very long very way to answer that question yes. <laughs> and cracker i assume you would be playing the is it creativity deck if you if you could. i mean yeah uh, yeah, if my dad didn't have his auction for his house that day, <laughs> um, I, I would be looking woefully at how many wild cards I have as compared to how many I need to build that thing. Yep. I've just got this uh, image of Cracker on his phone and winning a game and going, yes, and the auctioneer going, sold to the guy <laughs> next to the guy who's here. <laughs> sold to the son of the owner yeah. of the house. Wait, hang on. That's not how that works. Uh, the other deck that I really like the look of is um, Blue White Auras. Yeah. Um, the we've we've talked about that a bunch of times. It's kind of um changed from the black white auras version to a blue white. Um it gives you spell pierces interaction and also um selfless saviour uh as some protection, which I think is cool. And you get Lurus and obviously yep. stats graveyard recursion. insight as the uh yeah. the blue white enchantment which goes really exactly. well. Uh yep. yeah, and also Aether Tunnel, which is a card that I didn't remember because I don't remember cards from M19, but it's one in the blue. <laughs> Enchant creature gets plus one, plus zero, and can't be blocked. So, unblockable giant things are a pretty good way to um, close out games. Giant life-linky so. things that draw cards. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Seems good. So, yeah, historic. Uh, the format's changed a little bit with the banning of Time Warp, but I guess we sort of have to see. We haven't had a ton of data. But it's it's we've said this before. Historic's kind of become a, become a format that's similar to modern, where there's just tons of powerful decks and you can really just kind of play whatever you want and especially if you're playing in in our events that are effectively casual events you just yep. play whatever you want like just go for it and, and there's so many cards in the pool now that you've got so many options for what you can build you can pull that deck out of standard that you you know rotated not that long ago and and 
do a few additions to it and all of a sudden it's a, a fun deck to play in, in Historic. So, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see what people come up with. I've seen, you know, team adventures, you know, just with updated mana bases uh, running around in, you know, I'm like mid-platinum or whatever. So there are lots of standard decks out there that have just been ported over. So it's, and yep. that's what Historic was for. And yeah, just update your mana base and add Brainstorm and away you go. So yeah, if you if you haven't signed up for the event because you don't think you've got a historic event, chance uh, historic deck, chances are you could pretty easily convert your current standard deck or a standard deck you've built in the past. And worst case, literally just play the standard deck. It will be legal in historic, so just come and play that. It's going to be a lot of fun anyway. And uh, yeah, you never know. You may just completely fluke it and end up getting a few of those beans points and a little bit of cash in your pocket. So. Yeah, July 3rd, week and a half's time. Make sure you sign up for it. Uh, that one, we're t- trialing a new system where the pairings and everything are actually going to come in through Discord. So, yeah, just jump into our Discord. There's a channel for the one-day historic event. And, yeah, all you have to do is react to the post that's on there and you'll be registered for the event. So I think that's going to do us for tonight. Uh, yeah, just the, the usual wrap-up. So... Like I said, get in that Discord for those uh, for those events. And as I said earlier, the D&D League is now open, so you can go and register for that one. Got plenty of time, so we'll, uh, we'll be reminding you between now and then before everything closes. If you want to show us some support directly, you can jump on our merch store where the link is in our show notes and pick up some sweet Magic Beans hoodies, T-shirts, mugs, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you can go and show some love to our sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Just search them up on Facebook and join the group to check out their daily auctions. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All of those places, just search for Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast, and you'll be able to find us on there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's going to do us this week. Thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next time.